0: Welcome to Ella Go. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Okay, so welcome back, everyone. Today's guest is Christopher Jones, but I'm going to call him Chris because he said it was okay to call him Chris. Okay, so Chris, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: This is a special episode, and it's special because what is it that you do, Chris?
1: So I'm a relationship and dating coach. That's what I do for men and women. That's why we're here today.
0: Men and women. Yes. <laughs> <All> <laughs> yes, indeed. Right. And Chris, where are you from originally? So my parents are from
1: the Caribbean. So um, my mum's from Jamaica. My dad's from Barbados. They met in the UK many moons ago. My, my, my dad wooed my mum uh, after <laughs> four attempts. And after a few films and dates, you know, and a few years later, out I came with my two little sisters. So, yeah, um, but currently I live in London, UK, gets off my accent. Um, yeah, I love to travel, but yeah, I'm from the Caribbean originally, my heritage. I've got a bit of um, American Indian and Chinese, in my heritage as well.
0: As an FYI. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. So what, le- let me ask you this. How does one think of, hey, I'm going to be a relationship coach and dating coach? How does that happen? Okay.
1: So I'll take you back. So when I was... 15 years old Um, I used to have a part-time job looking after kids in the kids club and it was for kids whose parents were at work and their parents couldn't pick them up from school so I used to work during the summer holidays so when I was 15 years old we had what we call a leaver's ball so it's equivalent probably to a prom you probably guys have in America and then we had to pay for it as kids and it was like £35 to go to it and I remember saying to my teacher at the time it's about $50 I said look that's really expensive we can't afford that we're only kids and I thought you know what I'm gonna do a party myself. So I spoke to my boss at the kids' hall and I said to her, look, can I hire out the hall for four hours from eight till midnight? And then my cousins at the time did judo for England and my aunt took the money for me. So I did a party. Anyway, fast forward a few of these events. Um, I was getting like 400 kids in a 200 capacity hall and eventually the police shut it down. I was making good money. I was making at the age of 16, about probably dollars for about $1,500 a night. Um, But the police shut it down. So I thought, you know what, I've got something really good here. So I went to a local nightclub. So obviously you can't see, I'm not standing up. But I'm actually six foot four, so I'm quite tall. Um, I went to a local nightclub and said, look, can I do a party here and I can pack it out? And they were like, yeah, cool. But because I was quite tall, they just assumed I was like 23, 24, but I was actually 16. So I did an event at the nightclub um, and packed that out. And then that was my job for like nine, 10 years. And people always say, like, why did you start doing nightclub events? You know, because everyone's got the idea that nightclub promoters are there for the women, you know, getting on it, the drugs and the fun and that kind of stuff. But that's all well and good. But I actually loved creating environments for people to enjoy themselves, you know. And it was, um, and I'll never forget this story. So when I was at school, there was a girl called Jessica and Bangle. Bear with me, this is important, OK? <laughs> and this girl, in my year, like, no guys liked her. No guys liked her whatsoever never interested she asked a few boys out they all said no anyway at one of my parties at the hall when I was 15 years old I remember from 8 to 11 I'd be at the front taking money and from 11 to 12 I'd go inside to mix with the girls have a few kisses myself and have a good time right and it's one particular time I walked into the hall walked from one end to the other I remember looking to my left and seeing just Kieran Bangle this girl sat like straddled against some guy who didn't go to my school kissing his face off and it was at that point I remember thinking, if Jaskir and Bangles having a good night tonight, everyone's having a good night tonight. And I realized I was able to create environments where people can enjoy themselves and experience things I've never experienced before. Okay. So fast forward to kind of nightclub events for 10 years, I then transitioned into a, a normal job. So I, I'm now actually currently um, a director for a recruitment company, which I still do now. And then I realized all the jobs I've done are people centric. And throughout my whole life, through nightclub events, my family, i was always given advice and helping relationships. I've got two little sisters. My mum and dad have split up themselves. Um, so I've give my mum advice, my sister's advice, my friend's advice, my male friend's advice. They've always said to me, you know what, Chris, you should write a book of all the escapades, all the baddest you've done. And I was like, no, I won't be doing that. But they've always said to me, like, you, know what? you know what you should do? You should, I would pay for your advice. So recently, I think partly due to the pandemic, actually, as of March last year, I thought, you know what? Why don't we give it a go? So I did my research because I'm a very like methodical person, looked online, looked at my competitors, looked what they did, looked at some of the advice they were giving. And I think the thing that sets me apart from some of my competitors or people that do what I do is the advice they give is very kind of surface level, and it doesn't really navigate or deal with the problems that real life people deal with. But like, the advice is good, It's but it's, in most cases, I would say it's quite basic. It's not relevant it's not real like what people are going through in terms of like ghosts and how do you deal with that how do you deal with like you know not being able to engage your emotions etc so that's where I think I'm a bit different in terms of my niche um, I've also realized as well there's another side to it now, in terms of ethnic minorities I think that most of the coaches that I've come across online are white so if you're for instance a black woman who say 45 50 going through a divorce you're probably more like to emphasize with a black man or black woman who may understand the culture and some of the stuff you're going through. OK, and that's a lack in the market, and niche in the market that's not catered for as well. So there's various reasons as to why I got into it as various um, niche verticals that I wish to go down to be- make myself different. So that's how I got into it.
0: I love it, Chris. Wow. Yes. OK, I, I, I'm glad I met you. By the way, I met him at the clubhouse.
1: You did indeed. Yes. <laughs> It all happens at the clubhouse,
0: right? <laughs> right. It's crazy. So I, I I, like that you said all of that because that is really, really true. There is a cultural aspect to dating that, you know, it, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of it, yeah. but there is a big difference, you know? So 100%. may I ask them why? Can, can I say what your email? I'm I'm going to say the email, but. Yeah. I'm not going to say what the whole entire email is, but yes. You have it as now <laughs> when I when I asked Chris, first of all, I met him at the clubhouse and we were part of some we were part of this, you know, group yeah. that are giving dating advice and relationship advice and you know, I was just using my therapy background for this and I said to Chris, I was like, oh, you know, I'd like to interview you for the podcast. And I say, send me your email. And he sends me the email. And I'm like, damn.
1: What the hell is this?
0: What is this? Is this a date? Is this dating? What What are we talking about here? And it's hanky panky nights.
1: Yes. Okay. What, so, what's
0: up with that, Chris?
1: OK, so what it is, um, that was one of my nights that I used to do as a nightclub promoter. And that email address has been with me since I was like 16 years old and I love it. So I've never changed it. So even though I've changed jobs, I've had people say, look, you might wanna think about changing email address. I'm like, no, 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 no. That is who I am. I'm not changing my name or my email address just to suit you and your, your views. That is my email address. And to be honest, it's actually helped me. So I've been on a couple of game shows in my life, and when I've actually gotten the game shows, the producers have always said to me, "One of the reasons we thought we'd give you a call is because of your email address. We thought this guy sounds fun. Let's give him a call." Oh. So it's actually helped me in a lot of ways as well. Because everything's same, you know, like Chris Jones and Mary Smith <laughs> at Yahoo, or Google Mail. No one's doing that shit, you know. <laughs> You've got to no doubt, right? So I've always kept the email, and i will always keep the email. So I've got a professional email for the business, obviously. <laughs> and is that.
0: I love it okay so let's let's get down to why I brought you on here Chris okay so you know I listen to a lot of what you say on the clubhouse some of it is like (laughs) 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 talking about um but do you find that men and women see dating differently
1: yes I do I I, I definitely think they
0: do okay so what is it like what's the problem because this is like let me just tell you something And you, you just posted this, I think it was today or yesterday on your Instagram about how many people you had at the clubhouse and what you were talking about. And I'm finding, why is there so many people like that? Anything that has to do with love and dating and finding a partner and They come with like massive, massive amounts of people that Mm -hmm. are attracted to that topic. So before I ask you a question about that, let's go back to men and women. What Mm -hmm. is it? Why is it? Why do they see dating so differently?
1: Okay. So I'll start off by answering that by saying, I think the landscape has changed. Okay. So the landscape, when I was 16, 18, 20, growing up as a nightclub promoter, just as a man in general, um, if you were going to converse with a female, you'd have to go up to her, say, can I buy you a drink, or what's your name, blah, blah, blah. blah. General courting wooing a woman in a nightclub or a bar, right? You remember those days, right? Back yes. In the day, okay? <laughs> I remember, if you remember back in the day, for me anyway, if I got a girl's number, it was an achievement. I was buzzing about it, telling my friends, oh my God, i got a girl's number, I've got a girl's number. You know, those are the days when, say, for instance, me and you were going on a date and I said to you, oh, Lisa, I'll see you next Saturday at eight o'clock at the cinema. And it came to 8.15 and you weren't there i'd have to go around the corner put 20p in the phone or 20 cents in the phone call your house phone your dad would probably pick up the phone and say hi hey, is lisa there oh no lisa's already left okay i'll wait for a bit longer then put the phone down that's back in the day yeah No mm-hmm. got mobile phones technology things have moved forward right data has changed dramatically i think because online data has made it easier for men and the reason it's made it easier for men is because men nowadays don't have to sit up or go out get nice aftershave, put nice clothes on, nice shoes, polished nice jeans, tight-fitting jeans, and a nice haircut. Those days are gone, okay? Spend £100, getting into town, spending money on drinks and food, et cetera, okay? That's what dating was. Now, a guy could sit at home um, for, I don't know, half an hour with a Chinese, a bottle of rosé wine, you know, a cup of tea, maybe some biscuits, swipe left, right, left, right for 20 minutes for about, I don't know, 200 girls. At 200 girls, he gets maybe 20 matches, 20 matches will equal maybe 10 conversations. 10 conversations equals eight numbers. Eight numbers equals five first dates. Five first dates equals three second dates. Three second dates equals two times he gets laid. And that's off doing no work, no real, you know, effort really. Sitting at home, eating the chimes with his mates, just swiping mindlessly. You know, he probably doesn't even look at some of the matches. He actually matches with them, then looks at the profile, then looks at what they're really about. They think,s actually, you know what, I'll have a chat with her, or actually, no, I won't. And that's what's happened. It's like the paradox of choice. I'm sure you know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. So for women, that's not really the case. Women back in the day, they had the plethora of choice of men. Nowadays, that the, the expectation is women want to get married, women want to have kids, women want to be treated as a princess, women want to be respected. And now you've got a lot of guys out there who don't have any intention whatsoever of having kids. I'll tell you a story, okay? So there's a guy I, a coach. And we were talking about online dating, okay? And I said to him, how are you finding it? You know, what sites are you using? And he said to me, it's Match. I said, oh, really? I said, okay. I said, oh, it surprises me. you pay for it because obviously there's Tinder, Bumble, etc., which is free. And he said, well, this is what I do, Chris. He said, you know what? I know Match is paid. So I know the women on there are paying for it as well, which means that they're more serious. Okay? I went, right. Okay, where are you going with this? So he said, they're more serious about dating. I'm not. But I know if they're more serious about dating, it means I'm more likely to get them in bed quicker. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're paying to go on a paid site as opposed to a free one, because in your head, you think that the women are going to be more likely to commit and therefore it'll be easier to get into bed. And he's like, yeah. They said, I've been doing it for like the past year and it works a treat. I can have more successful match than I do on any other sites put together because of that mentality. I was like, right, because the women, their expectation is to find a decent guy. But for the men, in the most part, not so much all men, but in the most part it's just to get laid and online data has made it a lot easier. So I think it's very hard for women on online to find a good man. That's my personal opinion on that.
0: Okay. Um interesting. But uh, Chris, at what point do men just get tired of getting laid? Do you ever get tired of getting laid?
1: I think I think it depends <laughs> on the men's mentality. I mean as a kid, I mean me and my friends, my two best friends I referred to, we were we used to go to restaurants and this is interesting. When we were younger, 17, my two best friends were extremely good looking, Okay, very good looking. And we used to go to restaurants and we always used to talk about, oh, who's going to be the first guy to have a kid? Who's going to be the first person to get married? You know, and looking back on it now, and I talked to my female friends and male friends, people I coach, we never ever contemplated ever in conversations that we wouldn't get married. We never ever contemplated that none of us would ever have kids. That just didn't even enter our heads. Mm. Like, it didn't even enter our heads. We all knew we were going to get married. We all knew we were going to have kids. Yeah. It never, ever was a, even a considerable thought that that may not happen in any blue moon. Okay. And when I talk to people now, they're like, oh, you know, in my 20s, I didn't know if I'd have kids or someone would love me. I was like, really? I said, that, that, that never even crossed my mind. I was just, for me, it was just an excitement of who that person is going to be. Not if it's going to happen, it's when is it going to happen and who's it going to be. Mm. Right. So, in answer to your question, when's it change for men? Sometimes it doesn't change for men. Sometimes men are happy just playing the field, you know, getting their willies wet, just saying we have in England, you know, <laughs> having, having fun, you know. That sounds so nasty, life.
0: Chris, when you say it that <laughs> way. <laughs> to be
1: honest, right? but, um, yeah, they're just having fun. And um, I think... That just yeah, it just doesn't change for some men. You know, that's for the 40s, 50s. They, they love that lifestyle and they've got choice now. They have choice, which they didn't have before.
0: Okay, but going but. back to what I said afterwards, you've got yeah. massive amounts of men and men and women who yes, are do. on the clubhouse talking yeah. about how they want a woman they're looking for the right woman and the, yeah. the women looking for the right men and they're being serious and all that mm-hmm. so what's up with that because i'm like i'm not understanding and i just did i, I did a tick tock about this the other day because yeah. and it and it blew up because i couldn't understand there was a guy talking about how i that he's a serious man he really wants he you know, he sounds like he's coming from a place of where he wants to be with a woman where he's giving a lot of effort and he's yeah. looking for that woman to give back. And I said, where are the men who are thinking like I am like we most of us women? How come we are not meeting each other? You got all these people on Clubhouse, the Lonely yeah. Hearts Club. And it's like hundreds, hundreds,
1: thousands of people. In thousands,
0: the club. Yeah, Thousands, all yep. looking for love, men and women. So you're telling me a lot of these men just want to get laid. But yes. then are they no. Are they in the clubhouse trying to get laid or are they really looking for a relationship?
1: No, they're in there to get laid as well. It's just not immediate media. <laughs> <for women. laughs> it's another avenue. And the thing is, yeah, from a guy's perspective, just keeping it real, it's a better avenue because you have to be exclusive to actually get on the app. So they know the competition is even less. Oh my God. So it's a perfect place to be. You'll access all these women that some of them are online, some of them not. You've got access to women that A, you've got access to them. B, you've got access to the Insta. C, it's not like Bumble, we have to wait for them to message you. You can message them straight away. And D, you know the competition isn't going to be that high. That's actually even better. And let's be honest, you've seen yourself, there's some high profile, very beautiful women on there who are all single. You know, I'm not going to mention names because this is going out, right? There's some high profile, single women on there who are getting fixed up, matched up, bachelorette style on there. It's a madness. So I, I I always try to have a bit of realism in what I say to people, yeah? Keep it real, okay? Just because people have say they've got good intentions, and I say this to people about like life in general, always know who you're dealing with. And just because I hear it doesn't mean I feel it. So I hear people in there talking a lot of gas about, I want this, I want that. But there are genuine men on there who are looking for relationships, who are looking for a good woman, okay? And there are genuine women on there looking for the same, but I also think there's a, what I call the, the, the choice parody is where sometimes you have to understand that they are not their type's type, okay? By that, people have expectations, like I have a certain type that I like, but that certain type typically likes a certain type. And if you're not that type, you're never going to get in that that group of people. Uh, what I'll notice is it's a bit like, I liken it to mean girls in school. So when I go to some of these like... Um, these like shoot your shot rooms where you kind like, pitch yourself to the other opposite sex. There's a group of, there's like a, what I call like the top echelon of people, like women who are like very rich, very powerful, high paid jobs. And they think they're the shit basically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like a guy who's funny, like a guy who's into music, like a guy who's walking. And then these guys come and talk to them and they're like, "No, nah, I'm not interested. No, nah, I'm not interested. So you're not really open to like anyone exploring. You're open to a specific niche type of guy probably quite affluent as well, probably in the top five percentile of men, probably has to be quite good looking unless he's super uber rich or something. That's the amount of people. So people's expectations are a bit skewed as well. It's very hard. I think the people that are more open-minded, the people that have more success.
0: Okay. So here's the other side of things. Sure. You're right. You do see a lot of these women all dialed up in their little profile yeah. on the clubhouse, looking, <laughs> looking extra specially hot. Yeah. And some of the men very suave and, you know, and then Abs- I'm, I'm
1: six pack, eight pack.
0: exactly. But I'm going to be honest with some of these pictures. I go into their Instagram. I'm like, who's that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that you? <laughs> who's that?
0: Who's that? Who is that? And yeah, yeah. in my mind, so, okay, so you're right. A lot of people talk about wanting to be with, you know, a, a good-looking woman or a good-looking guy. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. If that's the case, then why are a lot of good-looking men and good-looking women are still single?
1: they single for a number of reasons. So I always say when you meet someone for the first time, you meet the representative, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't meet the real person, okay? It's like a job interview, Right. When you go to a job interview, you don't talk about what you can't do, you talk about what you can do, right? You put your best foot forward. It's the same with dating. And I liken it, to, so you guys are from America, most people listen in America, okay, but in the UK, recently in reality TV is a number of people who are good looking, well thought of, affluent, who have committed suicide. So what you see on the outside, when you see, you now they're talking about all smiley, doled up, nice white teeth, the nice haircut, the Gucci bag, Louis Vuitton shoes and that. That's how they portray themselves. It was like, oh my God, I wish I was that girl. I wish I was that guy. But behind closed doors, there's trauma. You never really know what's going on behind closed doors, someone's heart and in their minds, what's going on, or the trauma or the stress they're going through. And it's not really like that. So when they portray themselves in a certain way, and I'm quite astute, so I understand, I, I work out what people are like when I speak to them. Sometimes you can sense this woman's a bit off, or This guy's, like, he's not comfortable in himself. He comes across with an eight pack, but really, he's really self hes insecure. Mm-hmm. So, just because people look a certain way with an eight pack and a nine pack or whatever, and girls have got all the makeup and lip filler on that, it doesn't mean they're secure within themselves. It doesn't mean they're the type of person that A, you want to be with, B, you're going to put a ring on it, C, you want to have kids with. And that can be the reason a lot of times people sense that and think, you know what, I was happy to have you on my arm because you look stunning, but do I to introduce it to my mum for rose and dinner? No, I don't. You know, and that's why <laughs> they're still single, right? Because we're all good-looking people, so how comes it's still single unless they're being ultra picky?
0: Yeah, and I, you know, what you're saying is like kindergarten one hundred and one, but I feel like it needs to still be said because you are a one thousand percent correct, and the most good-looking man could be an ugly man inside, and you know, and the same for women. Okay, so you said a little thing, you said a little bit about social media. Making it easier for men. So do you think that social media and the dating apps ruined dating?
1: If if I, if you're a guy on dating apps, I think it's great. If you're a woman, I think it's a good avenue to meet men. But I feel for you sisters. I feel for you girls, man. <laughs> I would not want to be a girl. If I was a girl, like 2000, well, you know, if I was a girl in 2010, yeah? Dating would be fun. It'd be fantastic. The world's your worst stuff. Dating now, no matter how good looking you are, or what you have going for you is a hard slog if you're a woman. It's a hard slog. In fact, I, if, I, I, actually, I actually think it's even worse. I think the better looking one, I think the worst is. <laughs> because I've even noticed, right, even some of the clients I deal with, women lower their standards, okay, because they can't get what they want. So like, okay, cool. So they do what I call settling, yeah. And they try and sweep it under the carpet. So that's not an issue. It's like, no, it is an issue. So there's a new phrase, I've, I've forgotten what it is. It's uh, And it relates to when people come out of the pandemic, um, their expectations. And apparently this new phrase you'll hear about in the next couple of weeks, probably, is when people are going to have basically no, like no, um, what's the words I'm looking for? No flexibility, no flexibility whatsoever. So whereas you see on Clubhouse, people are talking to people from, say, someone's in Ontario, Canada, and someone's in LA. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. We can meet up sometime. That's like 3000 miles apart. There's I been mean, none of that. People are very specific in my area, the pro- right age, range, you know, the right job, the right culture, the right creed. Very specific. I pray that's gonna happen. I'm not sure that's gonna be the case, if I'm honest. I think people are gonna be going wild, actually. I think people will be going letting loose. I think when we're in lockdown here, right? I think when lockdown stops here next week or two, people will be going loose because I've not been allowed out for eight weeks, nine, ten weeks, I haven't interacted with other people of the other sex. I think there's going to be all sorts of one night stands. People just going out there doing what they want to do because they best want to get loose, basically, as I had before. So, yeah, I think it's a problem for women. I think women are going to struggle to find decent men because the decent men out there. And there's guys I know, to be open honest, there's guys I know who did want to settle down with women. OK, and they did think, you know what, I'm getting 30, 35 now. It's time for me to like stop playing around and find a good woman. Now they're finding because they're attracting more women now because there's more women on the market. They say, you know what? I'll put that back in over two, three years. Perhaps we'll we'll talk in a few years time. We don't need to settle down now, you know? Yeah. And and it's, and it's a problem because obviously women have biological time clocks. So they're more conscious of time. Men can do what women can do at a later date as well. So yeah, there's a disparity there as well.
0: Okay. Well, you're mentioning about what happens when lockdown, well, you're in lockdown and once the world kind of goes to normal, it doesn't sound, it sounds like I'll get a lot of dates, but it doesn't mean I'm going to get a relationship. So well, it's the quality, it's not, it's, that's the
1: thing that it's not <laughs> about the amount of dates, it's about the quality of the dates. That's the issue.
0: Oh, that is very true. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think? And you may have said this, You you've touched upon it, but what do you think is the biggest issue? Like, I mean let's just get down to it what's the freaking problem man like everyone is saying they want this they want that i everyone talks about i just want a good man or i just want a good woman and in my mind well what the hell does that even mean and do they even know what they mean chris i mean do they know what they want
1: i was about to say that if you if the people are saying they want a good man a good woman could they even define what a good man a good woman is all right you know, it's interesting. If me and you watched a film together, okay, a film that we've never seen before, and then someone said to us, right, Lisa Chris, I want you to write two-page essay, two essay on what that film is about. I guarantee our versions of the film would be different, yet we've watched the same film and we've had the same experience, but how you perceive things is different, right? That's why there's arguments with friends and what, whatnot, okay? So when people say I well, want a good woman, what is that? My version of a good woman is very different to Mark's version of a good woman, okay, or... Tim's version of a good woman. Same with a good man, you know. You may class intelligence as one of the top criteria, okay? Another woman may class honesty as a top criteria. But in your head, that's a good man, okay? There's certain fundamentals I think everyone should have as a standard, such as honesty, integrity, loyalty, the stuff. you know, wanting to uplift your partner. That's what I class as a good man or a good woman. But other people don't class, that, class it like that. And even listen on Clubhouse, people class wealth, job, status, power um that's a different criteria which wouldn't be that'd be secondary for me okay so there's a disparity there what people are looking for but yet in their heads everyone's looking for a good man but what is your version of a good man you know you know that's not what my version of a good man is so that's what's hard as well and that's why sometimes when people go on dates like yeah he's a nice guy but there's no chemistry our values don't align you know it's another way of saying it the values aren't the same You know, I think I was in a room with you the other day. We were speaking about what a good man is. And I said, Mm -hmm. what I thought a good man was. He was like, oh, Chris, I can't remember. For the first time you greeted me, actually. (laughs) He's like, actually, yeah, first time I greeted this guy. (laughs) He's like, oh, Chris, take your words right in my mouth. You know
0: what? That's the room that got me a little cringe, okay? I think that room got me a little cringe because, you know, okay, there's two things you said. One of them was, yes, the clubhouse is about status and power. And in all honesty, that's such a turnoff to me. Like yeah, the course, first yeah. thing they say, hi, my name is John, I own three properties. I've, I've gained my first million at 25. <laughs> like, dude, I am not interested in you. And what yeah. kills me is that these same men complain about women who only want them for their money. Then don't go in with your damn money. Okay? Yeah, and that's yeah. all you're gonna go in with. That's all you can bring to the table. Not interested. You know, that's- you know
1: so it's this is the thing, right? It's very telling. A man that has anything about him doesn't talk about money. Okay, so one of my best friends plays professional football. He's played professional football, for a Premier League team. Okay, and when we twenty one, they were playing in the NFL Cup final against a team. He said, "Look, do you to come with me." I was like, "Yeah, it'd be great." So then he took me to the football stadium, and I met some guys and a few other people, and then. When we were there, he showed me like the trophy cabinet, some of the stuff they've won over the years and like the awards, etc. And this gentleman came past and he said, hello, it's my friend. And my friend said, hello. And I think he might have said sir or whatever. And I said, oh, who's that guy? I said, he looks like the groundsman. He said, that's the guy. I said, what do you mean it's the guy? He goes, that's the guy that pays everyone's wages. He owns the club. I went, him? And he went, yeah. He said, he said, mate, he said, he comes into work sometimes, great stains down his top and, like, baked things, stains down his top. He said, he doesn't care. I said, you know what, yeah? I've seen seen better looking traps than that guy. I said, he owns the the club. He's like, yeah. I was like, what? So we're talking like a multi-millionaire, possibly a billionaire, a seriously wealthy guy, okay? And, like, if if I saw, I thought he was a groundsman. Yeah, literally, I thought he was a groundsman. And... One thing I've realised, people with real wealth and status and power, they don't talk about it because it's not prevalent to them. They talk about other stuff that's more relevant, like health, maybe, you know, the education, stuff that's more prevalent, right? It's the people that, you know, value that kind of stuff and they talk about it on days because they haven't got anything else to talk about. Like if you've got money, that's great. That's just like a secondary thing. But someone's talking about your personality, your soul, your character, what you stand for, your values, your morals, you know, what you like as a person. That's the stuff that matters. So when you're in those rooms, like you say, and they're talking about, I've got, you know, I made my first, I, I went from a million to zero, then back to 10 million. Or, you know, I've got a cryptocurrency since 2015. Or, you know, I've got property, you know, a portfolio property. I don't care about that shit. No one cares about that shit, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bragging, you know, that's what men and doing do
0: on that. It's 100%. Yeah. I hope everyone's listening. Not attractive. Okay. So Don't anyway, <laughs> all right. So the other thing I wanted to ask you, okay, so we were at, we were in that room and I was saying that it was a little cringe. And the reason why I felt a little cringe is because I felt that what women were looking for as a man wasn't what, I was looking for like I don't want a man to make me feel good that's not the and I and I often feel now you need to tell me what your opinion is on this do you feel that women's what they want changes as they get older like I'm in my mid-40s I am very established I have (laughs) my I own my Now here I'm sounding like those men. I own my own house (laughs) and I, you know, but, you know, and I'm independent and I hate saying that to men saying, well, I'm independent. And maybe that's not, that's not how I want to portray myself. But what I'm trying to say is what I'm looking for is not material. And I'm not looking for you to make me feel good because I can do that on my own. I want you to compliment me and be a partner. But I found that in that room, which was mostly, I would say, late 20s, early 30s, maybe even mid 30s, it was that whole having a man make you feel good, take you out type thing. So do you feel that it changes as you get older or and, and does it change the same for men and women?
1: Did it change? No, in fact, I think it's worse. I think as women get older, um, in some, not across all women, so I have to be very general in what I say. But it's not all women, right? I think as women get older, and as you as you hear it yourself, the bitchiness, the the conversations, mostly negativity about men, the bad experiences. Well, he should. I even heard of him today, where like women are saying, "I'm going to meet a guy, but he should pay for me to come meet him." And I was thinking, "Why the hell he should she pay?" Oh, oh. I didn't want to say anything on but I was like, "Why the hell should he pay for you to come see him?" Like, get your ass in a cab or get your ass in your car and drive and go and see if you like him. If you don't, don't go. You know, there's a sense of equality, like a gentleman, he'll pay for you on the first date as a gentleman, as a man. But why should he be paying for you to travel? It's just the expectations, like, what the hell is this? You know, and there is a, a thing for being said for being a gentleman, which I think you should be a gentleman, right? That should go for all ages. I was brought up for I, my friends were brought up for etc. There's a level of expectation which women are expecting that I don't think is a sense of reality, especially with online dating, where men have to put in less effort. The amount of times... I've been out of women myself personally, and they said to me, it's been the biggest turn off because the garbage just cheap. You know, you maybe pay for the, the cab home, maybe pay for the half the day. And I was thinking, really? And I was thinking, the guys don't have to put in the same effort because they get to the same goal, spending less money. It's easy for them now, you know, and that's why I'm saying it's a problem. Um, I think, I'm not sure if you looked at this, but my personal belief is that self-love and loving yourself and understanding yourself is the only thing you need to focus on, the rest will just come naturally. It was. And that's actually in my profile on on, on Clubhouse. Self-love is the only love you need to focus on. That's my mantra. And the rest will fall into place after that. If you don't love yourself, you don't understand yourself, you don't understand your self-worth, then how are you going to portray it to other people? How are they going to see that in yourself? And how are you going to exude that awesomeness about yourself to the world? So people think, you know what? That's a cool person. Because I've met women before, and even physically, they may not be necessarily my type, but their personality, the aura of the character is like sexy as fuck. Like this mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. And I want to like know more about this person, it's the way she carries her because she's so self-assured. Mm-hmm. Then, there's a difference between women acting all cool. And I know, I know my stuff, yeah, talking around in the high heels and a difference in a woman who's just self-assured. Like she doesn't feel like she has to wear makeup all the time. Or she, when she enters a room, she talks to, you. she's just confident in herself, she's comfortable in herself, not trying to portray that she's someone that she's not. You can and I can sense that. Um and that's okay if you're if you're not comfortable in certain situations, but just be yourself. And that's something that I feel people don't do nowadays in social media as well. You know, you see like the Kardashians, reality TV. I feel sorry for like young girls growing up. Um Thinking they have to be a certain way to attract men. I was even having a conversation, coming off topic slightly a bit. I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday. It was, and we were talking about porn, right? And I said to him,
0: "Wait, wait, you went to go what buy porn?
1: No, 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 no. I did not go to buy porn. I'll
0: put <laughs> no. I'll, I'll edit that out, Chris.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was having a chat with my friend yesterday about porn, and I said to him, that I." felt that porn had a lot to answer to in terms of men and women's attitude towards sex
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I believe that when men see women have sex in a certain way a lot of times degrading they think that's the way to perform towards women and when women see women acting that way even though they don't really like it they're acting so to speak they feel they have a role to play and he was saying to me you know what I've been in situations like that where women have felt they have a role to play or, and I've acted in a certain way, probably not right because of what I've watched as well. And that's what we see in the media, the same thing with makeup, Botox, lip fillers, bum implants, breast implants, you know, need I I go on, you know, I could could go on like, like all sorts of madness, you know, that wasn't around. So people are trying to be the perfect version of themselves where they're not focused on just being themselves. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's, just, I think it's just sad, if I'm honest. It's
0: sad. It's really okay, sad. Okay, but do you think that it changes, though, Chris? I mean, do, don't do you – because I'm like – there's a lot of men who are older who yeah. are looking to settle – I don't want to use that word, settle down. They don't even want to use the apps. They don't even want to text. They don't even – they want to go back to talking on the phone. So I'll, I mean, I'll tell you the problem with that. I'll
1: tell you the problem with that. So there are men, you're right, in a 40 45, for argument's sake, you want to settle down. The issue is, typically – women who are 45 don't want those men 45 they say once men get to a certain age like say 42 43 they they're too old They're too. he says he's 45 but he looks like he's 53 you know they don't want those type of men <laughs> right exactly that right? is
0: true so, so that is like, true everyone
1: yeah it's, it's it's like what do we do here so those women who are 43 44 45 they end up dating guys who are like late 30s, they've got a bit more spunk and a bit more energy and a bit more, you know, oomph about them. Um but ideally if the men who are 45 had that, they'll be up for them. But then again, what do the 45-year-old men do? Because the women who are age appropriate for them aren't interested in them. So what they do, they tend to go for women who are way younger. Yeah. The cash, the money, the cars, the portfolio, status portfolio, and they go for so it's not, it's not equal. That that's just the way
0: it is. I agree. I agree. Okay, so last question. So we talked a lot about men, women, dating, relationships, wedding the willy, (laughs) getting
1: the willy wet,
0: (laughs) getting the willy wet. Okay, I didn't say right, getting the willy wet. Um, so what would you tell a woman? Because this is what I get every. I get the DMs um, from women on TikTok, social media. Talking about yeah. how they, they just want to find somebody to, to compliment them. And they're looking for their life partner and they're having such a hard time doing it. So with everything that you just told me, what would you think yeah. is the best way for a woman to go about that?
1: Okay. First of all, it's a typical thing, but first of all, I say, know yourself, know what your non-negotiables are, know what your negotiables are, stick to them. Okay don't settle there's an element of negotiation or um compromise you should never sacrifice the other person for the want to be with someone else okay that's the first thing i would say number two be optimistic have a positive mental state i know that online data can be soul destroying because in our country when you can't even go out but it's necessity if you enter the online data with that type of mentality there's nothing but negativity to come from that so you have to keep an open mind um, and be positive about it Point three, when you see a red flag, listen to the red flag. Don't pretend it's not there. Don't brush it to the side and say, oh, it's just a one-off. Your gut is never wrong, OK? Your gut is always telling you what it is. My gut has never told me something, and in hindsight, I look back, and the gut has been wrong, OK? So if something happens on a date where he takes you out or does something crude or, you know, he makes a sexist remark or whatever it may be, think, actually, no, well, that's not cool. People tend to let it go they, they they allow them. They give them some, like, leeway, so to speak. Don't do that. Listen to your gut. If your gut's telling you it's not right, it's not right. Point number four, look at the signs, okay? So I say to my female clients, when there's signs such as you're trying to talk to a guy, he never answers his phone at certain times, or he only answers his phone or rings you when he's on his way home from work, or he only calls you from the car. There's a reason for that. He's probably got a wife and kids, or he's got a missus. (laughs) Don't pretend that, you know, he's, he's going to the gym, or, you know, he's at the petrol station, or he's going to the soccer game. He's got misses, okay? Or he only calls you at certain times. Or you can, I can't talk to you, baby, for six hours. Well, why not? Like, what are you doing? You know, you meditating or some shit? Yeah, what are you doing? Okay, so listen to the signs. Um, and I'd also say, qualify your man. Qualifying. The amount of times people go on dates and then they get there and they're like, you know what, he's a, he's a cool guy, but it's not really for me. Or he said this, I wasn't aware. You should qualify. I work in recruitment, so we qualify candidates. We don't just send the candidate to a job. So like, oh, there you go, Mr. Client. Let me know what you think. You know, <laughs> that's not how it works. We find the candidate. We ask him specific questions. We ascertain him from a technical perspective and a cultural perspective, okay? Mm. Things align. Then we may send them to the client, okay? We may not still, because other clients who are better, sorry, candidates are better suited, right? But qualify your man. Don't just meet a good guy who looks good on Insta as well as six pack. But You know what? This is a guy. Find out about what you're doing. Always in life, sport, business, who you're with, and that's your job. It's your job to find out what he's like. It's not for his job to tell you because he's never going to tell you the bad things about him. He's not going to say, Oh yeah, I'm an asshole. Or when I, you know, I get aggressive when I'm hungry. That's for you to like work out the temperament, the type of person in the character, what really makes him tick. That's your job. It's not his.
0: Okay. Wait so, a minute. Repeat that. Cause that is, that's gold. Okay. You said, what is, what is your job as a woman, not his job?
1: I said your job as a woman is to qualify the man and know what you're dealing with. It's not his job to tell you what he's about. It's your job to find out for yourself.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Did you hear what he just said? So th- it's you really, a- <laughs> yes, because that is a big thing because I think that when they think just cause I'm telling you, you should just believe me. Uh, no. Okay. I'll no. figure it out whether or not I want to believe you. And if I don't believe, believe you, you, yeah. yeah goodbye. So 100%. that was really great advice, Chris. I really appreciate you being here. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. And where I know you're at the clubhouse, but where are where else are you at?
1: Yeah, so the website's been built at the moment. So that's www.thesnugroom, which is spelled the snug snug room.com. So www.thesnugroom.com. And I'm on an Insta at Chris Jones underscore the Snug Room. So that's Chris Jones underscore the Snug Room.
0: Okay, what does snug mean?
1: Yes, yeah, so I find that in America you don't have this word. So the snug or snug, typically in a building. Um, so I'll give you some concept behind it. It's like a like a, a cozy place of like nice throws, nice cozy chairs, a nice warm place with fireplace, etc. So the idea of it is the Snug Room is a comfortable place sometimes have uncomfortable conversations
0: it's it's a, it's a room that you get you're, yeah. you're feeling all comfy you're you're snugging yeah, up a with snuggle. other people right
1: like a snuggle you know like to have a like snuggle, a snuggle. In bed.
0: something yeah, that yeah. some of us are missing but yeah that yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> Okay Well you know what Chris That's a, I see that you have The snug room in the clubhouse But some of us Want more than a snug Okay So Damn right girl
1: Damn right <laughs> we call Before did it all Right. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, so I want to just thank you again, Chris, for being on here. I will definitely put all your uh, information on the show notes. And by the time that this, uh, you know, episode comes out, we'll have your website and so people can reach Uh out to you. And, um, you know, they can also go and see him at the clubhouse, uh, you know, maxing out the rooms with thousands of men and women looking for snuggles so
1: <laughs> and more yes that's right. and more
0: yes so thank you so much chris thank you for being you're here. welcome
1: pleasure thank you for, right. thanks for having me thank you
0: all right thanks everyone bye